Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. Uh, my name is Ash. I got two members of my firefighting family. I've got uh, Todd. Oh. And we have Scott. Hey. And uh, tonight we have uh, some semi-local news to kick off the podcast. Um, out of Castor, Alberta, um, we have a uh, line of duty death, sadly. Um the department was responding to a call over uh, the weekend, it looks like, and the conditions outside were were very, very, you know, very, very winter-like, very, very icy. Um, it says here the roads were extremely icy and travel was hazardous, uh, it says their town Facebook page af- afterwards. And unfortunately, there was a, um, a vehicle rollover uh, where the engine did roll. And the fire chief, Patrick Kelly, was injured um, and rushed to hospital. And the firefighter, um, uh, by the name of Stephen Rayfield, uh, sadly lost his life. So we are... uh, Was it just the two of them in the the beer? I believe there was three, the way that I was reading it. Um, They left with uh, three on on the rig. Um, The rollover happened. uh, And yeah, sadly... um, Mm. The firefighter uh, sounds like passed away on scene. Uh, the chief was rushed to hospital. Uh, has since been released, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, which is good good news to hear there. But uh, yeah, we're definitely thinking of uh, everybody in Castor. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a really shitty deal. Yeah, yeah, those are always always so tragic, and you know, it, mm-hmm. it always sheds a lot of light on when you think back at how we're responding, you know, because sure. many times we're in the heat of the moment, we're not throwing our seatbelt on. Yeah. And I mean, it, all the time. Yeah, it happens all the time, <laughs> right, right, for short runs. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's, you know, it's just that, it's a pretty solid reminder that we should be buckling in and, and then yeah. taking yeah. that moment to put your pack on after, or if you have time, put your pack on and then buckle yeah. in. And yeah. I don't know, maybe they, maybe they have their seatbelts on, I don't know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah there's yeah, nothing against know. that. This is just, no. you know, for us, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, you know, just take, not, don't, not understanding the circumstances here, but um, mm-hmm. you think by now they would have developed something to do with our SCBAs, and when you put your SCBA on, you think the system would have locked you in enough that that's like a seatbelt now, like you're wearing a four-point <laughs> harness. Like, yeah, you think by now they would have just went, okay, firefighters aren't going to be putting their SCBA packs on and their seatbelt, because, like, I watch... Like what's that rescue show that that thing that live rescue? Live you watch rescue. that. None of those guys are wearing the seatbelts. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's wearing the seatbelt. Right. Um, it's rare when you see guys with their seatbelts on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we can say it all you want. You can say it through blue in your face. Yeah. I don't think anyone's wearing seatbelts. Maybe the driver. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe the driver. Yeah. Because he's yeah he's not gearing up. But yeah. I, you know you're always watching guys and they're always like wear seatbelts wear seatbelts. Mm-hmm. You think by now. Like over the years, they come up with all these other fancy gadgets. There should be a way that the SCBA yeah. is like, because mm-hmm. it's made out of seatbelt material. That's right. <laughs> like, it should be mm. a connector that you just click, okay, you're now buckled in. Right. And the SCBA is in there good enough that if you roll, you're going to be secure. You're, you're in, secure. In, a, in, a, yeah. in a major harness, not just a... Mm-hmm. You know, I don't so, know. I wonder if this is like aging apparatus versus new. So, our new apparatus, it's got seat, seat sensors. Right. And it's going to buzz if you're not buckled. Yeah. So. Right. You know, maybe. But are people getting around that? People, <laughs> is there a workaround? Is yeah. there a way to. What? Firefighters look for a workaround? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would never happen. Absolutely. Right. So. Yeah. But you know, like it brings back the conversation when we were talking about uh, new trucks for truck committees. Mm-hmm. Right. 
One thing we look at with the custom cabs is they are a lot safer. They're designed just For to sure. protect us so much more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you see these horrific pictures all over the place with uh, right. well, every style of fire truck. I mean, yeah. these these horrible events do happen to us. Mm-hmm. The thing, like, funny, not the funny thing is, the thing is, when I'm driving the duty truck, which is like the pickup truck or the bush truck, I use my seatbelts are on. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like 99% of the time. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, well, I'm in a pickup truck. But for whatever reason, as soon as you get in the engine, it's like, yeah, it's, um, it, maybe it's because it's bigger. I mean, yeah. we're also, like, when you're driving in the pickup truck, you're not trying to put gear on. Yeah, you're, you're wearing your like gear. Like, you're wearing your gear. Or like, your, your response gear. Yeah, you're not, you're not putting you're an SUV on. on. You know, and I don't know a lot of departments run the, the clean, clean cab. But, yeah. But still, a lot of don't. Like, mm-hmm. there, there's still, you know, seat manufacturers that, that yep. like, most fire trucks have their SUV in the seat. Yeah. For space saving and for all mm-hmm. the other reasons. So... I don't know. I, I just, I still don't understand why they haven't developed the sure. harness system. Yeah. Because I think it would be, I, to me, like, I don't know, I'm no freaking developer, but I think it would be fairly simple like, for them to do to it. incorporate something like yeah. that, yeah. And then you'd actually could use that harness for, mm-hmm. you know, we've repelled me out of the window and writ That's by right. my harness. Yep. So yeah. we know all that stuff will work. Like, I mean, maybe yeah. not with the G, new G1s. Because <laughs> I got that, you ever see that G, the G1 clip malfunction? No, I don't think I have. Mm. It's like, uh, not, not, another no, MSA is going to sue us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but actually we saw it on YouTube and we tried it and it does, it actually happens. It's not mm-hmm. a malfunction. It's more like, uh, when you, this, the, the waist buckle, mm-hmm. it's got a, a hole in it, um, right, cut in it for battery. the key, for the battery key. Yeah. But that hole, what it does is when you, if you, if you hit it lightly on the back, or not even lightly, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit it's of a, a tap. It's a wrap, yeah. You tap it with like anything else metal, and it actually pops open. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Which is not good for writ. Yeah. <laughs> You're dragging yeah. somebody through, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, I think, I just don't understand why they can't come up with a system where it's... Yeah, something a little bit easier. It's fully integrated mm-hmm. and just, yeah, once you once you get your SCB on, you're, you're there until you hit a button and you're out. Right. Well, it's funny, it goes back to um, a lot of the rules as far as, uh, and the, dis- the discussion on our helmets. Right. Right. Do you wear your helmet in the seat? Yeah. Do you secure your helmet? A lot of manufacturers have yeah, they helmets have where the they top, actually yeah. secure in the yeah. cab. Yeah. Ours so you're, so you're, not, so you're not wearing yeah. the helmet. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of our trucks, like ours, don't have brackets. No. Um, so, and honestly, when I'm in jump, my helmet rests on the dash. On the dash, yeah. yeah. Right, because I'm putting my pack <laughs> on, not enough room I'm on the radio, I'm talking to my crew, yeah. and then the last thing I do as I step out of the cab, then I'll throw my helmet on. Mm-hmm. So, there you go, you start talking about projectiles and other yeah. shit strapped down. And, <laughs> well, and fire helmets aren't really the best thing to have in an accident. Mm-hmm. No, and that's why they're saying we should, we should be wearing yeah. them because that bill that sticks out. And it's yeah, the same as in a water rescue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was one of the main things when we were in the design phase of our new engine that's coming this uh, fall, um, we wanted to have some tools on the inside of the cab. And some of the pushback uh, was how how secure will these tools be in the event of a rollover or mm. something, right? So obviously they've, they've, they've got mounts and such they're that are safe. Secure, yeah. But, um, yeah, you, you know, you have to make sure that, that that stuff is very, very, you know, very uh, secure. Yeah, but I then also have... make sure your two hundred pound firefighter is secure too. I guess. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you got a guy. Yeah. that's not secure. You are now rolling into stuff as well, right? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But yeah, hor- horrible tragedy mm-hmm. out uh, out east. Though that's yeah, you hate sad. to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the best to the family and the department mm-hmm. who's affected. Uh, hope they get through it okay. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be tough on on their initial family. Um, I, I believe he was a father. Um, you know, married and such um, has a minor connection to my to my family. Makes a a bit of a a small world story. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of knew we were going to chat about this tonight. Uh, just a quick news thing, because it was something that's you know fair, fairly close there, um, like a one day's drive away. Um, and uh, the wife's uh, sister knows the family well, so yeah, sad, sad, sad deal. Um, hopefully, um, you know they can get through this all right as can be. Mm-hmm. And yeah, again, thought, thoughts and such with the uh, the Castro department and with the family as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So, moving on from that, we've got some side-by-side news. So, we oh, discussed... we have less sad, sad news. <laughs> we absolutely do, yes. <laughs> if we want to bring that up. All day we were bugging uh, Kevin, who <laughs> hasn't been here in a while, but mm-hmm. he was, he's, he's been trying to pass a, a, what is it, kidney stone? Yeah. Kidney stone, yeah. Oh, we were bugging him all day. <laughs> yeah. He's down to piss fire. I think he's uh, wearing yeah, enough yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's jacked on... Morphine, All morphine and everything. Mm-hmm. Trying to get that out of there. <laughs> and we're just torturing him all day on, yeah. on Facebook. And and like on a messenger. Pissing, pissing through a fine screen into the toilet to catch ah. a stone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> super terrible. Super, super terrible. Anyways. Yeah. So that got us back happy again because we were laughing at Kevin's misfortune. Of course. Um, Wouldn't expect anything less. God, no. No. Yeah. And then we're also happy. Because as we discussed in prior episodes, we've been looking to purchase a, a side-by-side for forestry and other like rapid response. Um, so Kevin and myself uh, made the 15-hour trek to go and acquire it the other day. A little road trip action. That's yeah, right. so that was that was pretty entertaining. Um, we made it up. Did to you the, get any beaver tails? We got no beaver tails. <laughs> What are you talking about? It's at the Sugar Shack. Oh, no, right. You're near your Sugar thing. Shack. Yeah, no. <laughs> Shout out to the Sugar Shack. Yeah, the Sugar Shack, man. That place was awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty sweet. Left pretty early, pretty early in the morning. We uh, borrowed one of uh, our other buddy's uh, trailers, drove up there, and it, uh, it was a hell of a drive. It was it was something. <laughs> Northern BC in the wintertime is it's not in northern BC. You're like mid BC. <laughs> well, it's the north. It's mid BC. <laughs> it's the north. When you start talking, it's have you seen the, the map? I've seen what the map looks like. I mean, barely mid BC. <laughs> it's north. <laughs> it's northern boss. Yes. It's north and I would also call it northern BC, yeah. but now that right. I look at the map every day of my and, work, yes, like, it's actually not. Man, that's like not even like what I refer yeah. to as a north. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like mid. <laughs> Downplaying my trip. <laughs> it's uh, oh, it's northwest, mid BC. <laughs> doesn't sound as good. It is, uh, yeah, it doesn't sound all that impressive. It's a ways away, um, and it's very, very much winter there still. So um, we had a gentleman, luckily, that was coming down quote halfway, couldn't quite make it the rest of the way, so we had to continue our our travels a little bit further, and it was whiteout conditions. It was terrible. Uh, we got up there, it was like minus 30 to start the morning. Uh, I think we were minus 20 when we did the swap. Yeah, it was bullshit. <laughs> we got out when we got there. Um, we took off the straps and like, 
when I left here, it was like like cowboy boots, jeans, and a hoodie. And I'm like, I should, boots. I should probably grab one more hoodie. <laughs> maybe some boots. Right? Well, yeah. Maybe. I was driving me. You time. Hunting. Did you not hear about that hunting trip? <laughs> yeah, right? Weird. So, we Actually, get out. Look at the maps. We're like a quarter of the way. That's yeah, not even near anywhere near the north. <laughs> right. And there's a lot of bullshit BC on like the very top, top side. Like, it's up there. Um, so, yeah, it was freaking cold. So, side by side off, side by side on, 30 second handshake, thanks for uh, the trip, and we got the heck out of there. And uh, I think the most interesting part of the trip was, um, again, coming back into some white oak conditions, and there was some terribly slow traffic, and we fancy ourselves some pretty decent drivers and such, and tow a load of trailer, and da 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 da. Well, make a, a quick pass. And I'm like, okay, that's not so bad. Like, the, the center lane got zero traffic. But, like, that's generally where all of the traction is because you got, like, the black ice and everything in right. the cloud, cloud section. So it's actually pretty good. Well, I pull out to pass. I don't think it was a semi-truck. It was another vehicle. And I'm coming around the outside. And then that center lane, some of our snow traction went away and got into some more black ice. And I look out the side and our brand new side-by-side and the trailer that I'm towing is directly out my driver's side roll-down window. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a lot of money to be passing us sideways on the highway here. So it was Kevin had a really good pucker moment. <laughs> He's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. I'm like, uh, everything's okay here. <laughs> drift, 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 drive, drive out of it and ended up you know, making the rest of the trip home safe, which is good. But we now have a side-by-side. So we acquired a brand-new Polaris General uh, 1000 XP4. So really awesome unit. Um, we did a lot of research, and we're, uh, we're pretty happy with the choice. It has really good payload, uh, as well as, like, it's not a slow... Like, we, we, we looked at some, like, more, like, Kawasaki Mule... Um, Rob here, he sells Kubota and they are awesome workhorses. And if that's what you're going to be doing is hauling equipment, um, we, we, we had a tough choice going back and forth. Uh, but for us and our response model, we're actually going to respond right from the hall. So we want to be able to go over that. I think it was like 40 K an hour governed speed that these other more workhorse units have. And this one can go. I want to say it was a lot like, more. like 65 <laughs> mile an hour kind of thing because it's a it's a player's American built. Um, yeah. So I think you're like 65 mile an hour top top. It's it's fast, um, but with that that it can go so quick. Now we have a lot of work in front of us. Uh, we're gonna have some SOGs that we have to write for it. Right. We've got a lot of training, um, and then really nail down what this thing's going to do. So is it only for forestry? Is it going to be for other rescues? Um, and that's kind of the discussion. Um, I think the nice thing, you know, like we've discussed in the past, like you guys have such a, a huge response area and that isn't just your typical side road highways. Like you have a lot of wildland area and now with this whole other kind of mountain that showed yeah. up, <laughs> that, that showed <laughs> up in the area. Yeah. Well, we didn't find it. Yeah, the mountain didn't just pop up <laughs> right. in there. But Holy we, shit, what was that? <laughs> yeah, but we just realized it's ours. <laughs> Absolutely. Like that's, that's a four by side by mm-hmm. dirt bike quad area. Yeah. But still huge, huge area and, you know, comes down and, and affects the town. The, the yeah, residences, yeah. right? Like it's been on fire before and, Absolutely. and threatened yeah. a, lot, a lot of the town. For sure. 
And then like just the whole day of the valley with your district, there's a lot of opportunity for access. Mm-hmm. And then with the river, that's another adjunct for multi-use, yep. uh, for your rapid response for water rescues. Like it's, I think it's a great purchase for your department and it's, um, yeah, very versatile. For sure. I want to say at least once a year, that mountain, something on that mountain catches fire. Yep. Oh yeah. Because yeah. it's lightning strike, kids playing with matches, mm-hmm. as last year indicated. Well, we've had... Um, Called for assist with rescues. Yeah, rescues. Yeah, right? yeah. That time you uh, called your helicopter. Yeah. yeah, you flew back in the helicopter. And we walked down. <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, so that'll never happen again. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, Todd will probably still call your helicopter. But... Exactly. Mm. Well, he won't be there because he's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, that mountain, like just that area in general, that's you know that was kind of our focus. But then there we have the river mm-hmm. and water rescue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because getting to the river. Our river is like a hike and bike, so it's like you can drive on it, but there's um, gates up that prevent people from driving on it in their mm-hmm. car. Um, it's wide enough to drive on with a vehicle, including Just, our rescue truck. Yeah. And yeah, our rescue truck takes, not a beating, but it, it's got to go fairly slow down this trail because it's... Well, there's a lot of overhanging trees, too. Overhanging Absolutely. trees, and we're kind of... So it takes us longer than a normal response, mm-hmm. and... Yeah. It'll always the, still respond. Oh, yeah, because when we're going yeah. to the river, it's it's... We're usually going to rescue somebody out of the river. Mm-hmm. So we want to get there fairly quickly and stabilize the scene because yeah. you know, you're drowning in the river, you're drowning. you only have a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so this you know, the side by side now, what the plan is is to is to definitely have a you know, a tote of gear for river rescue. Mm-hmm. And even if it's just two guys get there and <clears throat> you know, the thing will hold four, but mm-hmm. you know, even if two swimmers get there and we just stabilize the scene until the yeah. until the rescue of the manpower arrives, yeah. it'll be perfect. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's definitely gonna cut your response time down for those other adjuncts of it, right? Like with uh, with the rescue side of side of things. Yeah. But then when you're talking um, kind of wildland fire application, <clears throat> there's all sorts of options. So some of those options I know you guys were t- discussing with uh, a little bit of water storage. Yeah. Pump. You guys want to get into that? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not meant to be suppression. Like, like a suppression unit. Yeah. Yeah, it's more like. Uh, because in forestry they have they have guys called the three packs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if that's actually a term, but we call his nickname the three pack. I know they call themselves that, but I don't know if what what they. Are. I think it's initial attack. What is it? Initial attack. Yeah, still your initial attack, but yeah, yeah essentially they're all they're all coded by packs, like yeah. the, for the manpower. So mm-hmm. normally, when there's a small fire that erupts, um, they get they dispatch this three pack. So the three pack typically they drive their pickup truck as close as they can, and then they hike up in the mountains. Right. And the three pack can do a whole lot of work. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm not saying okay. we're going to do three pack work because we are not 20 um, year old kids that are like, actually, that, yeah, yeah. we're that, that like are super like. We have one of those now. Yeah, we have one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if we can get there quick enough, um, there is a lot, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately, up in that mountain especially, there are oh, a yeah. lot of animal trails. Yeah. And if we can find one of those animal trails and just tie into it and make it yeah. a little wider, mm-hmm. and it's mainly grassland up there, there's not a whole lot of heavy timber. Yeah. So if we can just tie in. Slow the fire down until air support arrives, still more guys. And this thing can, you know, we drop off three guys, driver drives back, grabs three more guys. Mm-hmm. Well, within like like 15 minutes, we'll have, we can have like 12 people up there. Yeah, oh, yeah. shot a lot of manpower. Yeah. And 12 yeah. people, they're going to fire line. That can go Goes quick. quick. Yep. Yeah. You know, maybe, uh, you know, it's not the kind of work that our guys want to do because it's not the, it's not the glorious hose of handling mm-hmm. work, but it's, right. but if you could stop a fire from hitting your town, that's pretty glorious. That's work. Pretty, pretty glorious too. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and think of the lay of the land. Like we know, so if you get a fire up there, 
obviously we're not getting uh, any engines or, and it's even challenging for a bush truck. Yeah. Some yeah, of those roads. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we, yeah. So what do we rely on? We rely on the air support. Mm. So they can start hitting it. And because it's your area, you still need boots on the ground. It's not mm-hmm. like when we're assisting forestry where we don't really do much in there. Yeah. Now, like you said, Scott, shuttling those guys up there, they're right into, maybe just just the mop up. Maybe the aerial mm-hmm. guys are, are yeah. hitting it for you. Yeah. And it's, it's going to cut your scene time, your response time, like everything. It's, Gonna improve. And I think about this too. Like even when the three pack arrives, because they're, they're probably still come, <clears throat> even though it's technically our area, they're still it's still a forested area. They're yeah. still gonna come. Even when they show up, the side by side can pick them up, drive them up to the scene, and then that's a much quicker turnaround for us to even be like, all right, see you guys later, because by then it'll be yeah. stabilized. We can mm-hmm. we don't have to babysit the thing overnight. Yeah. We can drive those guys up there, hand it over to them, and off we go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> the you know the overall value this thing's gonna bring to us. In that uh, response time, um, access is next, next level for us now. And being able to hit the ground and ready to work, I think, like, you know, going back to when Chief Bob was kind of pitching this to the town. So the funds for this actually were were raised by our forestry employment this past summer. So... Um, we had Scott had a team out. We had multiple teams that went out this past summer, and like, like we get paid for that. Like that's a provincially funded program. That when they dispatch this draw, this uh, you know uh, drawdown to all of the uh, provincial departments, you send a crew out, and there's you know monies for this. It's not free. Um, so when we came back, we had X amount of dollars. And then we went to the town and said, hey, like, we want to pay our guys because, like, there's wage. Okay, check. We got to pay our fuel bill. Check. We want to pay monies to make sure that the truck has, you know, repairs and such. So there was X amount of dollars that were set aside for that. And then we had whatever was left. Um, And in that, we had to break down sort of our wish list of how would you like to spend this? Because the town could very easily have said, thank you for this money. You right. just, your guys made some money, you put some money aside for your trucks, and now this comes back and kind of rolls back into your budget. Or we can buy some of these items here that are useful pieces of equipment, but maybe a bit of a wish list. Right. So mm-hmm. we provided a wish list, and then the town started to ask questions. Okay, like sure, like this isn't just going to be a blank check. What value does this bring to you? And like Bob did a really good job of explaining, he says, okay, this past summer, we had X amount of river rescues, and we can get there fast. Like we just said, we had X amount of um, fire calls on this side of the valley. Okay, check. We had X amount on this side with way shittier access. And he says, okay, so let's say the three that were over in this one area, that is zero vehicle access. Like, you could wreck the bush truck and get it in there. Like, we were going to do it. But even we're like, like it's not worth it because it's not growing that fast yet. So let's back out and mm. let's hike it in. So this is where this thing's really going to come in handy. And they said, okay, like, like I understand that you can't get your equipment in there, but do you need to get your equipment in there? No, because forestry will do the same thing. They'll park at the highway and hike for 45 minutes and get on scene and do a whole bunch of work with the water on their back. It says, that's possible. However, I would invite anybody here to throw on gear, even if it's not turnout gear, throw on during the heat of summer, you know, fire rated gear and hike up there for 30 minutes with water on your back and carrying tools 
and be ready to fight. Mm. Or... And still be ready to leave, too. Yeah, and still yeah. have like to get out of it. If shit turns itself, you got to yeah. be like, okay, I need enough energy to get out of this. To get out of this yeah. thing, right? <laughs> or we have this piece of equipment that will deliver us there and can replenish our water and can replenish our, you know, maybe some drinking water, maybe some uh, nourishment if we're, you know, out there fighting for a lengthy amount of time. Um, and immediately everybody there is like, yep, that makes tons of sense. Yeah. And what? again, with zero impact to you, like the financial budget for the year as well went a long way. You know, a big thing too on our big fire the day it started, mm-hmm. we were using our old 1970 whatever they call it a Scooby van because it's literally what it yeah. looks like. We're using we were using that as our scout vehicle, right? To scout ahead to try to find, um, like because where we were was very rural, mm-hmm. and sometimes we we don't know like okay. Is that a driveway or is that just a dirt rope? Yeah, exactly. So we'd have to send the we send the van down there. The van is not an off-road vehicle. So it no. can only get into certain areas. Yeah. So there were some areas where we didn't know what was up there. Mm-hmm. This vehicle, this, this side-by-side. Cause yeah. I keep calling it the dune buggy because essentially it's it's not a side-by-side. <laughs> I, mean, right. I mean, it is a side-by-side <laughs> by name, but it's yes. it's a, yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. wicked. It's so, a purpose-built off-road. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. So yeah, it's going to be able to, even if we had two guys in there, we throw like a driver and an officer in there, mm-hmm. um, someone who understands fire behavior, they, they can rip up, they can do a quick look around the building. They may, yeah. be, if you had four guys, they could do a real quick um, fire smart, fire smart mm-hmm. yeah. set up some sprinklers and get the hell out of there and do the next house, next mm-hmm. house, next house, just bomb, just rip around. Yeah, and look back to that fire. How many times were we on scene with the forestry guys and they said, oh, okay, well, two of us have to take off for an hour. We got to go recce this area yeah. before a back burn. Yeah. You got that. It's going to cut that time. Yeah, we can down take off the recce there. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure we can, right? Yeah. And like, like, we're pretty good at knowing our response area, but like this past summer on like that side without like speaking of the area too, too much, it's all pri- like we can call it privately owned. So, like, we don't have access to go and scout all of these areas unless, a big area too. unless yeah. we were, like, actually toured by by one of yeah, the, the owners, yeah. right? Um, which I think, now that we have this, um, is something that we'll probably be looking into, mm-hmm. um, is getting access to, to somebody. Because there's, I mean, that, that one time, like, we were way back in there, and you, you start seeing other buildings and other, you know... Mm. Kind of like a whole secondary settlement thing, yeah. you know. Like, oh shit, there's there's more back here that you know we we still have to protect. Um, if we can go do some recon, yeah. um, you know, again, it's back into that whole pre-plan. Yeah, um, there's a lot of value there because yeah, they talk to the pre-plan committee guys. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we get invested in this pre-plan and we're like, pre-plan has to be a house or a building, or mm-hmm. yeah. like a uh, industrial building. We have to know the chemicals and all this, which is yeah, we do. But a pre-plan plan could also be a, a large area. Yeah. You know, know the trails, know the routes. Yeah. Um, have yeah. some maps set out. Like, mm-hmm. hey, if there's a fire here, this is a good point to tie off for uh, fire guards. Um, this is yeah. a good. Uh, this is a good safe zone because you know it's like a mm-hmm. uh, big, uh, you know, open area. Pre-established yeah. escape routes too. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Like, run it, drive it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, you know, looking back to last last summer's call, like it was spreading and traveling. Um, uncharacteristically quick mm-hmm. um so knowing you know that whole lay of the land luckily we we, we had somebody from yeah. that area that was around and you know had some inside information which is really good um yeah it's uh well that side by side's got a full satellite package on it gps right. package mm-hmm. so we can literally drive and punch in a waypoint 
um, you know, safe zone number one, safe zone, yeah. you know, and, and just that way when you're driving or when you're like fleeing, <laughs> you can mm-hmm. be like, okay, where's in here? Okay, there it is, and we'll just drive there. Yeah, and we'll park. And that's something that we didn't necessarily want and or ask for because like we're, we are with some of the other monies, we're going to be buying some handheld uh, GPS. Yeah. Now, everywhere in the world, there's a, sh- a shortage of everything, <laughs> and power sports is no different than any other industry. So. When we were looking for a unit, we, we first looked at everything available, or everything offered, and then we started to break it down to what's available. Um, and we picked this model, okay, this is kind of what we want. Now, of this model, there's like four sub-models, and we ended up getting like one of the top, top models, which has like a pretty wicked stereo. Um, That's the important part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, do we need to be rocking... Some pump, pump me up music before we go out. Yes, no, right. It comes with the windshield. It comes with the bigger tires. It comes with a navigation system. And some of the guys are like ah, we're never going to use that. And again, like Scott says, you can get your uh, waypoints, or if you're shuttling people, and like say your driver or the entire crew has to change out, yeah. but you're still leaving three guys out there doing work. Mark your waypoint. There's a waypoint, and you can Probably drop crumb the breadcrumb, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So it'd be like, literally follow this, and you're gonna get get yourself because there's so many like turns and yeah, and right. you know branches. That is this the right way? And there's gonna yeah. be fucking traps everywhere out there. Well, I mean, the so other just thing follow is, the breadcrumb trail. There's areas where there's water sources that we don't even know about. Absolutely. So if we're, if we're doing these recons, we find, oh, holy crap, this is like a small pond. Mark it. Perfect. Mm-hmm. We can mark it. Yeah. You know, now we know. There's a pond there if we need water. For sure. We don't have to drive all the way back down <clears throat> to the tender. We can just, you know, set up a little pump. Exactly. And yeah. fill a bladder. And then run our witch from there. Or, or you know, you can set a lineup. Like, you can set some sprinkler lines up. Yeah. yeah. You know, depending on where it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, like, you were mentioning, uh, like, having that small bladder. In the mm-hmm. box and yeah. to refill potentially just your, your packs, right? Yeah. So then if instead of going all the way back down to a water source on the road, mm-hmm. if you find that other um, yeah. uh, light lake or pond or something, like I said, drop a little bit, pump it in there, yeah. and away you go. It's so much For simpler. Sure. Yeah. yeah, so that, that was <coughs> a big level of discussion of is this thing going to be um, like a suppression apparatus or more utilized for getting the equipment out there. Um, so we, the initial one was, you know, running off of a, a wick pump off of whatever, 25, 30 gallon. I mean, that's going to, a wick pump can drain that in three minutes yeah. less, right? I mean, that's not really useful yeah. as a suppression unit, right? Yeah. That's way too much water flow for that little amount of, of tank so then it drew back to okay well what if like every like backpack holds five five gallons ish okay so you can refill everybody's on that side by side so you leave full and you can refill everybody at least once and then you can buzz out as refill as way. they're still you, you know working um and you can cycle guys out like you know the driver's gonna have the fucking glory job mm. I know if I'm out there busting my ass and I see, see this driver cruising around listening to ACDC, he's like, hey, you guys good? Yeah, see ya. I'll probably want to, hey, why don't we swap out here? <laughs> <laughs> Back comes to that breadcrumb. <laughs> yeah. um, 
so yeah, I mean, that was a big, a big thing. Like, what is this thing all going to be able to do? Um, and there was like, everybody wants, like, how much shit can we pile on this thing, right? Yeah. yeah. It should be how little shit do we have to put on this thing? Absolutely. Yeah. And, like, make these, it, and we're, like, talk about the crates. Yeah. So yes. it come, comes back to that. So how do you, how do you make this thing do everything really good all at once? Well, we kind of figured you can't and still keep it lean where it's going to be able to be fast and agile. So our chat was, you have it ready to respond in the bay, and directly behind it, you have these totes that, hey, you have a river rescue call. Okay, the top basket, you throw in this tote, lash it down, and go. And in that tote, it's going to be some rope. It's going to be some PFDs. It's going to be everything that you need to do to get that scene stable, or maybe not everything you need, but some base equipment that can get yeah. that started, right? Next thing, hey, it's an over-embankment call. Hey, here's some added rope gear. Hey, it's now it's a big wildfire. Here's the start of your your wildfire. Uh, yeah, gear. I think the wildfire, the, you know, I, I think what we're talking is we're gonna we're always going to have um, plaskies and um, yes. chainsaw mounted that, on that thing all the that's time. That's just like home. Yeah, yeah, but maybe in that tote, that'll be where the wick pump, pump will some be. Some extra wick, And yeah. some extra hose for mm-hmm. if we find a water source up there. That's right. Um, you know... I'm thinking that's what that will be for. Kind of where it's going. Yeah. yeah. And we'll I would agree. Have to throw a suction in there, but yeah, yeah. There's going to be like fixed mounted, like it's bread and butter will be wildfire. Yeah. Like that's where it's going to really, real, really shine. But these totes can be, you know, interchanged yeah. for some of these other rescue, you know, mm-hmm. overbankments or whatever. Like. The other cool thing is if we don't use the tailgate, like if we don't fill it up with full of crap. We mm-hmm. have an open, basically an open hole to put these totes on. Yeah. So if we, you know, if we find a really solid water source, we could drive back down to the to the truck, mm-hmm. grab a bigger pump, and drive up to that water yeah. source, yeah, and exactly. really set up a really mm-hmm. scoop uh, pump setup. Yeah. And then have to keep shuttling people up. Have some totes with a whole bunch of extra hose, yeah. <clears throat> so you start throwing some line way out, and for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's 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 going to be really nice. I can't wait to see it. Um, fully outfitted with the radio and lights and, and once you start strapping all the other gear on, For because sure. I think it's going to be so versatile the way you're describing it, especially with the tote system to make it so interchangeable very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be awesome to have a fleet of them, but they're <laughs> <laughs> that, the cheapest unit. They're out of all our apparatus. I keep saying this by far. People are like, we spent that much on this. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's the cheapest unit that we have out there. Yeah. And it's definitely, you know, it's not going to pump a bunch of water. Right. But it's going to, put a bunch of manpower on yeah. scene mm-hmm. fast. And yeah. I, I really think uh, for, you know, structural firefighters don't utilize um, forest firefighting techniques as much as we right. could or should. We are, we are now. We're starting to we definitely are substantially more. better. Yeah, we are way better than we were years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, we are starting to now figure out fire guards, tie in things, mm-hmm. let it come right to us. Yeah. You know, we can do a whole lot of work with four or five people and then just keep piling guys on, like, with that side by side. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like a helicopter in Vietnam. <laughs> they drop, <laughs> you know, they drop five, six guys off, and they grab another six guys. They drop six guys. Soon you have a hundred guys there. Yeah, you know, and that's what you're. You know, I mean, we're not gonna have hundred guys there, but you know, soon you'll have a 12, 12 pack. Yeah. yeah, and you can do a lot of line digging. You can do a lot of stuff with a yeah. twelve pack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, it's a really exciting thing. Um, the next few months you're getting it going live is going to be a, lo- a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of work. Um, you know, coming down to even, like, what kind of tools go on there. Uh, we were standing around 
um, after our meeting this past Thursday, and some of the guys on 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 the committee, um, whom I I never would have thought would say, hey, we should consider running some uh, battery tool on there. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, Adam was like, hey, you know what? As light and you know versatile as that battery uh, Milwaukee chain, chainsaw is, is it like we're we're going to be hauling gas with us yeah. to uh, you know replenish those. What's you know what's what's stopping us from having a couple extra battery packs on on here? And you'll have down at the road our engine that has Better, a, whole a, other a of six batteries. bank charger. Yeah. So it's no different than hey, we're on our last battery. I'm mm-hmm. going to swap out the ones that we just burned up. Mm-hmm. Go down, put those on the charger, and it's yeah. it's a rapid charger. Because because the chainsaw, we don't we're not danger tree followers. We're not doing yeah. it for that. We're doing it literally if we come across something that we can't Need access, access yeah. or we, or if something's mm-hmm. down and we want to you know clean up some um, material off the ground yep. during our fire guard. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's what it's for. So it's not going to be like we're yeah, sawing for your, your 10 hours. Yeah, it's not your chainsaw, right? Like you're out there. Yeah, where they're walking for hours and yeah. like doing like You know, I, and we were talking like even taking, you know, you know we got to have a tool to take fences out. Like mm-hmm. we got to, you know, whether it's an angle grinder or whether it's, uh, you know, like I think one of the guys pointed out, you might, wanna, not, might not want to be angle grinding a fence in the middle of summer because <laughs> <laughs> then we got <laughs> <show fires. laughs> But Like well, they we, have shears. Yeah, well, we got shears. We, yeah, right. Oh, is there, is there electrical shears too? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's everything yeah. we got. Yeah, they're awesome. They're like this, and you'd be yeah. cut, cutting through fast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, between yeah. chainsaw and shears, you could get through almost any fence around here. Yeah. yeah. Easy. Sure. So, seeing, you know, the guys are open to that now, um, they're lighter, um, then you're not haul. you know, there's no more, gas. like, big gas cans that you have to haul, haul mm-hmm. around, because, I mean, gas saws are awesome. Like, they, they do work, but... They also come with issues, gas, yeah. and the issues of you know getting them started <laughs> yeah. after rattling around in the back of a side by side for yeah. flooding and like, weeks. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're sitting there and how long is that gas? And, yeah, yeah. If we're not using well, we use stabilized gas, but. right? Yeah. So I I, I, agree. <clears throat> I think that's the move though. Like for mm-hmm. the actual purpose of what that chainsaw is going to be used for is more just access stuff. Yeah. Um, that's probably the best way to go. You can, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, there's storage inside. Um, the passenger compartment for extra batteries and stuff. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. It was, like I said, the endless options. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, so that's... The training wise, the training side of it will be... Uh, yes. <clears throat> that'll be interesting, too, because mm-hmm. there is there is courses that in D.C. we can take, um, but as far as we can tell, there's no actual... It's not like you get a, a side-by-side license. There's right. No, there's no license yeah. the government gives out. It's just mm-hmm. we just have to have um, for WorkSafe, I think. Yeah. We just have to have a course of something yeah. that we can. competency course, yeah, right? So, yeah. um, we're gonna take look at some other um, places like search mm-hmm. and rescue, and yeah. maybe because um, someone had a good point. There's a guy that drives around in the um, actually one of the RCMP members mentioned it. Guy that drives around the Coggle Moth guy. Yeah. Sar. Yeah. Yeah. Like sterile, or not, like SIR. SIR, sorry, yeah. So the, sorry, yeah. this guy drives around and releases these bugs yeah. that kill other bugs. Or yeah, sterile. Yeah, sterile. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. yeah basically eunuch, eunuch bugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I worked for them for numerous yeah. years back in the day. Yeah. So, right. so actually, he said, yeah, they got a, you know, they would obviously need a, a driving course and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, because yeah. um, they're driving around in a, in a quad. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So we take some of that stuff and we just look at it. It's, it seems like it's pretty easy. Like you yeah. um, drive two wheel drive on a highway or on a roadway. Yeah. Four wheel drive on a flat surface. Four wheel yeah. drive up the hill, down a hill. Couple um, on a side. Off campers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at speed, low speed, all that. Mm-hmm. So we'll just have, we'll just come up with it. We'll do some JPRs, like, yeah. just like they do for anything else. NFPA. Yep. Um, and uh, 
Yeah, really the only actual license you need is just the, uh, driver's uh, the ICBC uh, restricted vehicle license that we get for any any quad or anything. Yeah. And, Which we've already um, reached out and got, right. got, yeah, got, got that. Got, yeah, got you just get the permit yeah. for it, mm-hmm. and, uh, and away you go. Yeah. And then we'll do some SOGs, like, yes. you know. I mean, obviously, every firefighter we hire has a license, so it's not like we have to be like... Yes. Yeah. Like, we don't have to follow... We don't have to put in the SOGs. must have a driver's license, because everybody yeah. that we hire has a driver's license. Yeah. <laughs> so, to be an active member, <clears throat> that's part of it, right? So, they're already going to have a driver's license, so that's going to basically cover them from driving it on the road, and yeah. now the offer the side of it is what we need to fixate on. Yeah. Um, so it can be done safely because this this thing will put you in some bad situations. Um, it is very very capable, uh, and a lot of our people don't understand how capable it is, yeah. and you don't want them to learn that. No, yeah. in the heat of the moment, right? Like so that that's where this training will come in handy. We've got a awesome training grounds to get some like driver course yeah. low like low stress stuff. Yeah, Just so yeah. you can. We have a pit that Jason built that has some nice pit. dirt berms. Yeah, you can figure something out there. That'd be really, really easy to get yeah. something started. And then I think we'll probably have to go elsewhere to get some of the, the, I don't want to say the stream, but like the more yeah. off camber hills, two wheel drive, four wheel drive. That's right. Um, get some of that stuff done. But, uh, you know, again, our, our area is like, it's built for this stuff. So, um, yeah, do, doing that, we were discussing uh, helmets. So it's got a full uh, roll cage. It's got uh, seatbelts. Um, and I don't believe through ICBC it requires that you have to wear one. But we're going to say that you have you have to wear one. It's going to be a rescue or forestry uh, response. So we're not going to be running our like structure fire helmets. We'll be running our rescue helmets or our forestry helmets. Um, I think that will be part of our SOGs. Um, yeah. Things like, like that. Um, obviously no, they're going to have to be with, with the proper footwear, the proper everything. Yeah. You, you, you yeah. don't want to be hop, hopping in there with your, uh, CSA sandals. Like you want to make sure that you're set, right? <laughs> 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 Not that any of us do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one here. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, until we really dig into it, I don't know how much more we can go into on, on that. Um, you putting a circle on that thing? <laughs> it's got a half snorkel on it, actually. It has a half snorkel. Yeah, I so the, I thought the exhaust was the tail end at the bottom. Well, the exhaust is, but if it's running, you can run the exhaust underwater. Oh, that's only a problem when it stops. Where's the, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's all under the hood. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So that's about the only thing that's under the like the front. Well, it's got yeah. a half snorkel. Yeah, so it's everything's vented the intake and the uh, um, there's a belt. Um, it's, it, they're both vented up underneath the hood. So it's like dash level. So you can sink it past the seat and then it would keep on running. Uh, swift water rescue. Here we go. <laughs> I'm thinking more like, you know, shallow water, like, oh, we got to cross the river to get to the fire that's on the other side of the river, but there's yeah. no bridge, like mm-hmm. easily accessible. That's going to be yeah. quicker to just drive across the river. Sure. Yeah. Especially in the middle of summer. Like our river is pretty shallow in the middle of summer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can probably like some place you can, yeah, yeah. without even, even a snorkel, you just drive across. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's some places that we've taken, like, personal side of sides across rivers. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, things like that is good to yeah. know in the summer, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we do get a lot of grass fires on the other side of the river. That's right. And just to get there in an engine, we have to go, you know, the All long way around. around. Or... Whereas this way, we can just bomb down the river, right across, and mm-hmm. then we're on the other side. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, basically, you're, you're to- totally safe as long as your ass doesn't get wet. Like, if you say... 
It's up to your seat. That's probably too deep. Yeah. And again, even though it's... You're in the middle of the river when that happens. <laughs> ah, crap. Yeah. I'm just going to back out of here. Yeah. Uh, you probably keep on going. But if anybody from the Ministry of Environment ever listening, that would never happen. Absolutely no, no, not. emergency. You know. No. It'd be emergency only. <laughs> I don't think the ministries changing the entire podcast. If they the are... The minister is like, oh, yeah, 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 Monday morning, uh, get my podcast, <laughs> firefighter podcast going. I was way to work in Victoria. Uh, see what, what these the guys hell? are up to. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys are crossing rivers. Cancer. <laughs> you know, Joe Rogan to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else uh, we want to hit on with the side by side? I don't think so. No. Yeah. Now that we're breaking all all the rules with it, I think that's uh, probably where we should mm-hmm. kill it. I think one thing, like we kind of chatted about uh, comms with it with the radio, right? So yeah, I think I know. Like for our guys, we all we all wear um, have uh, earpieces and stuff, and and special mics for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but of course, then oh for the uh, yeah paramedics, or paramedics yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with you guys, like we mentioned, like maybe because you want to have a speaker audible enough because it's gonna yeah. be loud, it's gonna be windy. Yeah. So with that speaker system that you have in there, mm-hmm. it could be potentially you Bluetooth it to that. Maybe it's audible enough. I don't yeah, know. Who's the music type? The response music is gone, though. That is true. That is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we yeah just just, just put the shoulder mic by the ear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, there's lots of cool options. I think that thing is super versatile. I'm really excited to see it. Uh, mm. um, you moving back? Uh, you never, never know what happens in life. <laughs> This is what we keep does. tantalizing with all these things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got a new duty truck now. This new side by side, side by side, brand new we're, engine coming next gonna, year. We're gonna get jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we got a lake rescue. We got to worry about. Yeah, well, that's kind of cool. But <laughs> anyway, I, was, I was joking with one of our guys the other day. It's like, then comes the the OFD speedo. <laughs> <laughs> then only like two Baywatch guys are allowed style. to wear. Yeah, right. <laughs> the only you three guys in this department are allowed to. Jump yeah. on the jet ski and look that way. <laughs> Everybody else has to exactly. not. <laughs> Just see the logo right on the front. Oh. <laughs> Gross. Your logo's a snake, too. <laughs> <laughs> Why is your snake getting bigger? Jeez. <laughs> Just a little fellow for uh, winter rescue. Yeah. The water's cold. Oh, should man. be a turtle. <laughs> I think you should change it to a turtle. Oh, man, that's great. Well, this is a good job. Oh, wow. There's a lot of departments that have their own, like, their apparatus or team gets their own logo. So if you wanted to start doing that. Yeah, the turtle rescue. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Moving on. Oh please, yeah. Okay. We're gonna cap that. Yeah. <laughs> cool things to come though. Yes, absolutely. Um, Todd, what did you guys get up to this week for training? Um. So what we did, we broke down. Uh, we had a big group doing um, just kind of a refresher on some auto act stuff. We had some extra yeah. cars we wanted to uh, just finish cutting up and get rid of. So mm-hmm. We bring in some new cars. So uh, some of our guys went and did some. Um, uh, door removals to the um, uh, the third door on one of on the old style um, crew cab trucks. Right. Yep. The third door with that, and then my group uh, I had guys come over and we're teaching stabilization with uh, rescue forty twos. Nice. So diff- different ways, just, just basically more hands on. We haven't had a ton of hands on with our forty twos. Yeah. So just getting guys more familiar with it. 
Um, so streamlining some of the best practices with it as far as um, uh, strapping and using chains for creating cradles yeah, yeah. is a big one. Um, so we kind of let guys, we kind of talked about the basics of it on your angles and um, creating the tensor buttress system um, for your best supports of the 42s. And then being kind of that, uh, that, when you're setting up your 42 up against a vehicle, kind of your 40 to 60 degree angle. And mm-hmm. then if you go higher up into the 70s, uh, the difference is like what it's, what it's used for, right? Um, so our 70 degree angle, of course, is more for uh, lifting mm-hmm. and holding upright versus the lower angles for more of that side the tension position, bus- yeah buttress uh, stabilization um and then a couple of wins and takeaways with that is just uh lining things up correctly because and we caught ourselves a few time in the heat of the moment you, you throw up your 42 and you have your opposing one on the other side of the vehicle uh if you're using a, a strap from base to base yeah. right um so a few times guys would line them up to the car it's a nice 90 degree but then they go put the uh, the ratchet strap on the base and it's not it's it's on a slight 25 degree angle well then downside of that is you start tensioning and pulling your base support out right right mm-hmm. um so we just really reinforce make sure making sure when you're throwing your 42 up uh to make sure that strap is fairly straight and in line right mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter if it's slightly off camber on the vehicle because you still have your tension uh, with the 42 if you're using your one piercing tip into the sheet metal or up against a, mm-hmm. a brace of the dirty side of the car or if you're creating a crane um uh, cradle with a chain um so just pros and cons with that um hooking up the chain cradle um anchoring it back to the car as well if it's towards the ass end of the car so it doesn't slip out right um and then talking about you know like we do with any other sort of uh rescue is setting up for success and and just because we're throwing these 42s and struts up on these positions of this car it may not be the best ones like when we're um, doing a sort of side uh, cribbing. Where are you going to place the cribbing? Is it now going to be in the way of the rescue plan, right? Your action yeah. plan. Where is the patient coming out of? So having that communication, making sure you know exactly what's happening with your uh, incident action plan and pretty much kind of troubleshooting, okay, well, if plan A doesn't work, plan B might maybe this. So we need to be prepared for that as well because I don't want to be going and creating a crane, crane, Jesus, uh, uh, cradle with a chain and then that's still in the way if we have to go to plan B. Mm. So just thinking outside the box for mm. how you can easily adapt. Um, and then if you have to do a lift with the 42s as well, you can do some lifts with ratcheting and stuff like that. Right. We had a practice like that a little while ago now. But that was a big uh, you know, uh, learning and talking point for us as well was like where we're putting our struts. What will this mean down the road if that plan changes? Yeah. So... Having, like Todd just said there, having that, you know, four, four-sided, like, where is this rescue going to be, you know, right. potentially taking us so you're not putting things in the way that'll hit, that can, you know, maybe hinder you later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the biggest thing. Like, we just, so this was, we weren't drilling with anything. It was just basically hands-on tools, uh, sure. throwing up different s- scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with that as well was, um, uh, we discussed, using the 42s to actually lift the car if you had somebody impinged. So a lot of rollovers that we're talking, the, the side airbags, uh, they will actually stop, <clears throat> potentially stop the person from ejecting. But what happens a lot now, they're seeing in um, a lot of these rollover revolutions is you still get an appendage uh, out of the right. vehicle. So an arm or something that is now trapped by the roof rail. Right. So you're going to have potentially do a lift. 
And we know with these lifts, we're not lifting a large amount, maybe an inch or two, and that's yeah. enough to, yeah. to get that limb out. So pros and cons. Do you use your lifting bags? Are you using spreaders to lift? A lot of time the spreaders, you still need a back crib, you still need to, mm. and, and the, the tips, this is a small surface, yeah. could potentially slip. Mm. Um, and then the airbags do, do, do take time. Um, with that as well, whereas if you just throw your 42 and you just need another uh, inch or so to lift, you can very safely lift that ass into the vehicle mm-hmm. with the 42s with your ratchet strap. Right. Or like with our tractor thing, we have, you know, we, we have like three three plans about it once. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, they all, you know, they, they end up tying themselves together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, you know, you, you start you, you start your lift with your, with your um, um, tools and then you also throw in the 42s and you you know yeah basically everything piles on top of each other so if one fails you get a redundant system right absolutely right. yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah because at any point like our our when you think of a stabilization your primary is always your, your blocking yeah. and your secondary is now your struts yeah and um you know so we went through those evolutions of where where is the best position for those blocks for your primary stabilization quick and dirty and realistically like look at what's the most dangerous side of the vehicle right like you know the majority of the weight if it's upside down. Well, it's it's the engine compartment, so that it's probably going to be nose down, right? Yep. Your ass end is going to be up in the air, so it's already quite stable. Like those are very easy in my mind to to stabilize. Right. Um, and even with some, some primary cribbing, you're not getting a lot of movement. Where you really want to be working with the 42s or struts is now when you're starting to remove parts of the car. Uh, right. So then you could pot- potentially be cutting out st- structure components that are going to be making it less stable. Mm-hmm. So that's where the 42s really come into play. And again, I, I mentioned to the guys, you know, like it's the patient's condition is going to dictate our response. So we may be going through our action plan, like, yeah, we're still going to be throwing the 42s up, but during that primary stabilization, if the medic and the team leader ever has another plan, hey, we can actually get this guy out fairly quickly and easily, we may still do that, but at the same time as that team is still securing the 42s because mm-hmm. it's still stable. Right. But yeah. we may not be needing any cutting per se. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so just different evolutions. Um, we went through kind of our um, uh, the minimum stabilization for for struts. Uh, we like to see two struts on the vehicle minimum. Uh, three is kind of ideal. Four is bulletproof. Mm-hmm. So we just we did some evolutions with that and different scenarios. If you have um, only access to one side or two sides of the vehicle, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was it was a good practice. And I think with our V struts that we have paired with our forty twos. Um, you can create a really solid system because the V struts pros and cons them. They're, they're very quick and easy, um, but super stable if you're working and throwing them up on the dirty side of the vehicle. But I do find if, if you don't have a really good anchor point or a a footing for them on the plane side of the vehicle, so your roof, um, they definitely can slip. Yeah. 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 Where those 42s, they're pretty bulletproof. Ventilate the Halligan and knock off. Like, yeah. Like pick and knock a hole in the roof and and then stick the the struts in there. Yeah, exactly. That's and that is where the forty twos yeah. work so good because same same principle, right? Yeah. Make a small little hole, just not big enough for your index finger from your halogen, right. and then that tip of the forty two fits in so nice. Right. Yeah. That yeah, was good. It was fun. They're um, they're a very good piece of equipment. They hold a lot of uh, a lot of weight. And then just reminding guys too, like they get people get sucked into all oh, this forty rescue forty two is rated for whatever twenty eight thousand pounds. But what's the weakest part of your system is the ratchet strap. Mm-hmm. It's only rated to your weakest link, which is the ratchet strap. So if your ratchet strap's only rated to 3,500, right. that's what you're that's all you going to. Left. Yeah. 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 It was good, good evolutions. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds like 
lots of good hands on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Nice. We didn't have practice. We had our uh, monthly meeting. Oh. Uh, we do a safety and a monthly general meeting. Um, but we did plan some stuff coming up. Um, so we'll just touch on that. We won't go into it too much because it's going to be coming up. I'm sure we, we can discuss it once this happened. Um, but we have some training uh, that we're going to be doing this uh, this coming month. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, car fire and bin fire. Which which, are... That's funny because I was like, we haven't had a bin fire in a long time. And then we'll, what do we get? <laughs> bin fire. <laughs> bin fire. Um, they, they both kind of use the same technique. Um, and, you know, safe. there's multiple levels of safety that are involved for both of them. Um, and again, either we talk about it and then we get it or we train it and then we get it. And we just said how we haven't had one for forever. And sure as shit, we got one the other day. Mm-hmm. And the, the difference of what you hear over the radio versus what you get, um, you're trying to get that picture of like where this is, what it's going to be. Um, and it's funny. So we get this call of a bin that is on, <coughs> that is on fire. Um, and we hear the location and it's, um, a, like one of our bigger grocery stores and they've got a bunch of bins on the backside of the building, like right near the building. So like in my mind, as I'm waiting for guys to come to the hall, I'm like, shit, like, you know, as long as this doesn't spread to the building, this is going to be easy. But if it spreads to the building, like now we got a big issue. <laughs> so trying to get the truck rolling quickly and like we have re- a really good response here and in that moment for whatever reason people were busy and we had a little slower response to get the first few guys through the hall so we actually ended up rolling with three like i want to get water on this thing fast so it doesn't spread and we got there and it's actually nowhere near any building it was mm-hmm. like literally cement, surrounded in cement. yeah surrounded in like cinder block cement wall um around three sides of it next to another recycling bin and that was it. Like there were some vehicles that were semi close, but yeah, like, it was in the middle of the parking lot. It was about yeah. as safe as it as it could be. Um, but still, like, like Scott got got there. Yeah, first. I was, or, yeah, yeah. I, I was actually off for lunch. It's mm-hmm. weird. Like every every calls I went to had lunch. Right. Like hmm. how long are your lunch breaks? <laughs> well, they they get they extend sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> they extend into the <laughs> yeah. the afternoon sometimes, depending yeah. on what happens. <laughs> but no, this uh, yeah, I was I was actually just like just about to drive to the. <laughs> Tim Hortons mm-hmm. at them where this place is. Yeah. And uh, called him. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so I go there. I'm not going code three because I'm in my personal vehicle. Yeah. The chief gets there just ahead of me because he's, he's got his uh, uh, chief, chief mobile. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets there and I pull up just behind him and I'm parking. Um, so the, big, the, the worst part about that whole thing is, like I said, it's in a parking lot in the busiest so mall we have. Yeah. So there's people driving and people are driving by taking video and... So now it's like, okay, we got to clear, like, people out of here. And and it was actually funny because there was these, these rando cones, like, because yeah. I think it's for the, because they, there's, it's like right across from the, like, the driving place, like the, where kids come and get oh, drive. Yeah. So I don't know if that's why the cones were there, but I'm like, there's all these cones sitting there. So I'm like, Whip. I just scooped a bunch of cones and started laying cones out and blocking traffic with these cones that I found. <laughs> so I block all this traffic with these cones. And she comes in, blah, runs over these cones. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. But yeah, the whole that's the kind of the main thing that that I was worried about was the traffic. Just yeah, because I'm like, because I'm picturing, okay, how are we getting the engine in here? Because mm-hmm. this kind of cube van drives into the one lane that I was getting you guys in, and then he parks. 
Right. And he gets out and starts unloading his gear. Like, cause I think he was actually, I think now he might actually be the reason why those cones, right, were, those there. cones were there. He was yeah. going to unload at those cones. Right. So he pulled around, but now he's blocking the lane. I was going to have these guys come in. Yeah. So I quickly like run down this other lane, stop traffic. I got my, my um, high vis on. So I'm like, I'm going to flag these guys in. Yeah. I'm going to run that way. Mm-hmm. But I mean, no. overall, it's an easy, it's an easy attack. Yeah. Yeah. It was simple. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, just, you know, <clears throat> trying to get in there. Yeah. Was the hardest part of the whole thing. Once, once we're there, it's just, you know, textbook, but, uh, so we're going to train on that <laughs> as well as car fire. Uh, we have a couple other things coming up as well. Um, yeah, we got some stuff that you guys have to do just like ladders and knots. And, yeah. You know, cut. I don't want to say the boring stuff, but kind of like, you know, nothing spectacular, no yeah. explosions mm-hmm. and no, nothing. Like but they'll do ladders and knots, and then at the end of the month, we'll have a, we'll have a scenario that mm-hmm. a few of us are planning, so we'll see what right. that's going to be about. Nice. Right. Just some yeah. ideas. Surrounding car fires or ladders and knots. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, this probably, might not be. Yeah. yeah <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Um, right. So that's exciting. And then coming up this week as well, we have a neighboring department coming down the train with us. Uh, we had them down... Years ago, five years ago, maybe. Yeah. So we had the their deputy chief came down and observed our scenario that we did a couple weeks back. Um, no, nope, it was a practice. It was a practice. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it was a practice because uh, we had both of the our burn burn rooms going. Uh, so we came and he checked both of those out. Um, had a good chat with myself down in the lower area, and then uh, Chief Bob came and met up and gave him a tour of both of the practices uh he he went back and had a chat with uh with the other deputy and the chief and the rest of the crew and came up with a plan uh so they're going to be visiting us the next two two weeks here uh we're going to do just like the classic cold start that we've <clears throat> talked about a bunch before uh they have a lot of members that haven't been in a live fire scenario yet so just you know getting through those motions and um getting some of that inoculation stress um <laughs> It's going to be really, really good. So we're excited to have him. Uh, we'll, we'll chat more once we've gone gone through a, a week or two with him and, and see how it goes. And maybe we'll get him on. Maybe not. Get him on where? Here. Oh, okay. He's a listener. So. Oh, him? Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Is that like the whole department? Like, where? Yeah, I mean, it's <clears throat> smaller. We could yeah. probably almost fit in here, but <laughs> we yeah. can for sure get uh, the de- deputy on if he wants to join us. Um, Tell him or tell us what uh, he thought of it. Um, right. But worst case, we'll have a chat and see how it went for them. And uh, yeah, we're uh, really excited because yeah, we haven't had him down here for a while. Um, so get, getting back to some of that regional, uh, you know, training with uh, your local departments goes a, a long, a long way for when you have to call call upon him for um, you know yeah, the whole uh, mutual aid. It's yeah. nice. It's nice to work with uh, people that you know, really needs a clean maybe we got some work to do ahead of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so it's so important to to be on the same page with mutual aid departments. Mm-hmm. So it's, so that's really good to hear. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to have you guys up here eventually yeah. as well. And yeah. um, we had an interesting chat with the um, uh, outside instructor. Yep. Yeah. Uh, maybe doing some other stuff with some other departments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some stuff coming down the pipe there. That'll be really. And really, we got some really ideas. Exciting. We're gonna uh, we're going to um, add on to our burn building. We are <clears throat> like the uh, the right. big room. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We put a second, another second floor onto it. Yeah, um, part of it, and there's a, you know, definitely going to be some interesting construction that has to happen to make that happen. Yeah, <laughs> safely. Yeah, make it happen safely. Yeah, 
yeah, the finished, the finished product is going to be really, really impressive. Um, for a minimum amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we, we've got three quarters of it. Yeah. Just um, need, really, the steel uh, bracing is going to be the part. Yeah, a couple, because, couple of items. You know, we learned long ago, you can't put a sea can in the middle of another sea can. Yeah, especially if it's going to be it'll getting hot, 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 hot. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So yeah. we're yeah we're definitely going to put some bracing in. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. But good times coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we've been banging off FR calls. Um, we haven't haven't had a lot, which is good. It's mm-hmm. it's just a, you know, I think our fears not our fears. I think the fears of some of the members are like we're going to be Burnout. basically running like a full time department. Yeah. But you know the the calls that we we like selected from our <laughs> list mm-hmm. or whatever that we did. Yeah. Um, we selected the, definitely the highest acuity. So, you know, where people are really going to, you know, their lives are at risk. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely limited the calls. Yeah. Um, I think the calls we've had are actually not quite, they, they haven't, they haven't yeah. really hit, hit our mark, mm-hmm. like to that level, but it's actually good because they, I think maybe when they come in, they've hit the mark that we get there, they've changed, you know, like unconscious patient, yeah. we get there, they're conscious, yeah. which is cool because it For really sure. gives us that, um, we got to get our toe in the water, mm-hmm. um, you know, it gives us a chance to do patient assessment and yeah. you know, primary, secondary. It just it, it, right. it's good because you know we being lucky for the most part, we we you know we, we basically get through the primary survey and and then by the time we start in our secondary, the, the paramedics have arrived. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think they like the help. Um, I mean, they're not gonna you know that we all it, I know in the training a lot of the guys are like, oh, we got to give them a perfect handoff, and well, no, they're gonna do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. and I, and I think the guys are realizing that now. It's like. Like, the paramedic doesn't stand there and go, okay, like, what do you guys got? And they're, like, going to wait and listen the hand off and be like, oh, okay. That's they're right. going to be like, you know, the other, the other day the guy came in and I'm like, hey, man, uh, you know, she's conscious, person's conscious. Um, I, like, blah, like, just real simple stuff. And there you go. Because yeah. <laughs> he's going to do all his own stuff anyways. Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That is important, too, just, like I said, kind of hanging around and not clearing right away. Because, yeah. then, you know, if... As that paramedic's going through his questioning, if you need something, he can throw it back to you. Hey, well, did you see this when they come in, or did they mention this? Mm-hmm. And it just yeah. helps paint the picture. Yeah, and we all kind of stepped back, and just one of us just kind of looked around the corner, and then the other paramedic actually said, yeah, yeah, having you guys here is good, because you guys do all the heavy lifting. We're like, yeah, that's what we're here for. <laughs> so, yeah, we did all that. Well, and it helps, too. Like like I said, it's a, it's a slow start to you guys. It's a new rollout. And then mm-hmm. also for your team of uh, responders being there, uh, hearing the uh, assessment and, and questioning mm-hmm. going on by the paramedics as well, that'll help build that confidence as well sure. as you proceed. Because yeah. I think it's one thing that's not in any of the courses, like whether it's whether it's FR, EMR, PCP, and PCP, any of the courses, I don't think it's the, the history taking is not, like, because you can't really do it to somebody. Like, you can't, you know, like, Ash gets a piece of paper in his hand, he looks at it, you know, now you're now you're expected to be this actor. Right. And so I yeah. come in, oh, well, let me tell you about your history. It says here, I have a history of heart disease. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> or you're actually talking to somebody, hey, how you doing? Like, you're, you know, yeah. you're, you're, ta- you're chatting with them. They are going to tell their yeah. exact history of what happened. They, and mm-hmm. it's not an actor. It's actually a real person. So, yeah. like, there's, you know, role playing goes so far, but yeah, in that kind of stuff, I always find, like, we can role play a fire. We can role play someone, like, my arm's off, ah, because we kind of yeah. know how that would be, but we can't yeah. role play, like, I've been diabetic for yes. 50 years. Like, you can't role play that. <laughs> you don't know what that's like unless you actually are. <laughs> yeah, right. Going yeah. going back to the few calls that are around now, it's, you know, very, very much the interactions that you have in those first couple moments. Yeah. Like Scott's, you know, saying there, you can't mimic that 
in yeah. a training environment. Yeah. And you you can't mimic dealing with somebody's spouse yeah. in a training environment. Or the, you know, like even asked the other day, we showed up and um, the lady on the ground, um, she was not born in this country. So the yeah. was English as a second language. So yeah. now I'm trying to talk to the... The person that I designate as a translator, I'm trying to talk to that person. Then I got another person telling me stuff. And, and then, you know, okay, just you. I just want to hear from you. Okay. Yeah. There's that part too, right? You have to like. Yeah, sure. Well, you try to be like, hey, tell her this and ask her this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That, that's a, that's key. And like I said, like getting there with the real patient and the real flow of the call yeah. and then listening to the paramedics go through their assessment, you'll learn, uh, how to answer certain questions for certain types of patients. Like you want to make sure you're asking a certain open-ended question or else yeah. if you start asking all these closed questions, you get the yes, no answers yeah, exactly. and it doesn't help you at all. Right. And that comes with experience and time for sure. getting used to those, those right. patients. So mm-hmm. I think it's great. I think it's a, it's a good start. Yeah. yeah lots of really interesting things um, <coughs> that we as a department and I think some of us as our sort of pre-selected teams are starting to work through as groups. So, um, like, we don't want to, I don't want to say bug, but so we've gone into uh, FR duty group, and we had some uh, discussions uh, throughout the past couple, couple weeks. Uh, we had one weird scenario where we change over every Thursday. Like, that's our practice night. So, generally at 6 o'clock, we go on to the duty group. So that crew is going to be the three to four people or five, however many is on that um, for that team. That's when they will, they'll respond. We're not going general alarm where 37 people could potentially rush through the door and you're sending out the first four, but being a Thursday, like we, we run until like seven 30 now. So like that's something that we, we kind of got a call at 10 after 6. Yeah, this, the changeover is weird because it was like, technically it's my crew because now it's my night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but the old crew is still on and we haven't done a changeover yet because we, have we haven't got the radios, we haven't really got the duty truck for them. So we haven't done any of that stuff. So now it's right. like, so I came down with like partially my crew and then the other crew was still there. So we're like, <laughs> I mean, we just filled the truck and yeah. worked out well, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so that was we ended up rolling with five actually. Something that we had to figure out. Hey, like this is like every other day. Yeah, six o'clock is the hard line. At six o one, this goes to just the the FR evening crew. But Thursdays, we are now going to go to. um, It's funny because they actually come in, but they just come in after hours FR call. call. Okay, it's a different yeah different tone. Mm -hmm. So it's a different tone, um, which is cool. Uh, So that was it. In kind of interesting there we had we have some members that are out like they live on the outer edge of our response area and they're still on an F, on an fr call and or fr crew and actually one of them happened to be one of the changeover guys so it was the previous week's member that was coming in and like no one knew he was coming so yeah. the truck got full and left it also happened to be a practice night so there was guys that were coming yeah. here early anyway um and then the whole discussion came up, like, you know, you all got radios. Do you radio in, hey, I'm coming? Or do you radio in, hey, I can't come? So if you don't hear, you're anticipating that they're coming. You know, so that kind of went back back and forth. Like, is yeah. your crew different? Yeah. Or is my crew different? Yeah, now? you know, I like the idea that we finally just said, you know, whatever the crew decides is what the crew decides. Yeah. So, like, you know, I got uh, I got a messenger with my with my crew. So, yeah. like, we'll just message each other. Like, hey, we're, you know, this is happening. 
Yeah. You know, so it's 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 kind of goes to that forestry deployment. Like we weren't doing anything by radio; where everything was by text. Yeah. You know, so you guys, yeah, everyone's coming. Check to check. Mm-hmm. But, um, we could go over the radio, but then potential of disturbing other people and yeah. all this, and you're also tying the radio up for no reason. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Good. some guys, you know, you know, some guys want to be told no matter what, I'm coming, I'm not coming. Like they want both a confirmation or uh, a non-confirmation that they're coming. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's up to each crew. Like they, you know, I think that's one of those times where we don't need a hard and fast SOG a rule. Yeah. A rule like you has to, you always have to call. I'm like no, it's just whatever crew decides. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's gonna work out real really well that you can leave those smaller portions up to each crew, and then during the day, it's a general. So that's been working out really well for us. We've we've staffed a truck quickly. Actually, we had a ton of calls back to back to back <laughs> the other day. That's right. Um, and that was that was an interesting one. So we had one where we all left. So we responded here, hopped in, left, ran the call, came back to the hall. Um, everybody did their own thing. They all left. I went and grabbed lunch, and I was literally about to bite into my lunch. Parked out back at my store. And another call comes in, and this was a <clears throat> MVA, which we all go respond to. And for now, the duty officer, which this past week happened to be the deputy chief, um, drives our bush truck, which is also doubling as our duty truck, which is doubling or tripling now as our F- FR response vehicle. So he's now going direct by himself in that truck. We run that call as we're breaking scene and we're returning back to the hall we didn't even make it to the highway and we got dispatched to another fr call so we were ahead of the the uh the bush truck with all of our gear we've got doubles on the rescue truck um but now we're all in our firefighter gear right and nobody has the prop you know the proper gear the call's coming in I'm like looking at the guys that I have. Okay, I got basically a truck full of FRs. I'm like, okay, this is going to work out well. I'm like, guys, we're going to be doffing everything that we can so we're not traipsing into these people's houses with all of our, our structure gear on. Right. Sadly, we're going to have our bottoms. Like, we're going to have pants. Yeah. But uh, hey, if you ever watch a full time fire guys, that's how they're growing their bottoms. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. It happens. Yeah. And they're rocking like, their bottoms most of the time. There's, there's lots of calls I've been on where um, the guys, they've been on another uh, fire call. And yeah. then they can send up the FR call, and they're mm-hmm. there in their structure gear. So yeah. They're not wearing the jackets. Usually, they usually just, they the, just the jackets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was the chat before we got there. We all went in, did a quick uh, assessment of the patient. Uh, as uh, deputy chief got on scene, we grabbed the rest of the gear out of that 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 truck. We like I knew he was only going to be like a minute or two behind us, so I didn't want to pilfer everything off the rescue truck in case for whatever reason, like that actually had a rescue call back to back. We just had one back to back, so okay, we're just gonna grab the kid off of this. We're you know comfortable with all with all this gear. We're we're just gonna run that. So I had somebody stationed outside. As soon as he got there, everything came in and it it went fine. But we went from nothing to all the calls. <laughs> right. But as we kind of wade through everything, it's been working out well, and I'm sure it's gonna continue to evolve for us. And we'll kind of find those things that do work out, those things that don't, and. We're going to adapt as we go. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So I think that brings us up to speed on everything that we got going on right now. Um, if there's uh, anything else you guys want to bring up, or we can mostly into shout outs. I think I'm good. Modus. Sweet. Modus. Todd. 
Modus, yeah. Um, check out Modus. Um, of course, their claim to fame, the Snagger tool. A whole variety of other awesome tools now. And uh, the thing I like about all the Modus tools is they're they're so purpose-built and they're small and firefighter-friendly. You know, they're your, your go-to for your pocket. So you've got the, uh, the large spanner wrenches now. You've got the pocket organizers, your wedges, the heavy hitter wedge, um, seatbelt cutters, uh, you name it. They've got their soft entry kits. Um, yeah. go Mass bags. Mass bags. Mass bags. Yeah. yeah. Radio straps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go. Radio straps. On and on. What? Are they making radio straps soon? No, we hope, we want to make radio oh, yeah, straps. Yeah. They haven't made them yet. <laughs> well, get on it. Well, that's <laughs> right. What do you ask you? Oh, sorry. I was thinking of the uh, the high rise strap. High rise right. strap. Um, yep. Yeah, and the high rise straps. Um, yeah, just a ton of ton of wicked product. We really like their stuff. A lot of the guys have them. Yeah, it's yeah. they're great great product to have. And of course, with Moda stuff, if you um, want a discount, go to uh, DTFF. I will give you five percent off. People. And we've got some exciting things uh, coming up in the works uh, for the future with Modus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coming up really fast, so we're really excited. Can't can't wait to share that with everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, stop the bleed, Scott. Three methods of bleeding control are direct pressure. Um, well, direct pressure, direct pressure, direct pressure. Is that what Doctor <laughs> Nick says? Um, wound packing and tourniquets. Um, if you're going to use a tourniquet, use a good tourniquet. Don't use some piece of crap. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you want to uh, become an instructor in that, it's uh, stopthebleed.org. Or if you want to look for a, a place uh, to take it near you, it's also stopthebleed.org. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want some gear. Yeah, or if you want to check us out, I was going to say, uh, we also we have some videos online on YouTube right. mm-hmm. of us teaching the Stop the Bleed program. Yeah. And gives you some tips, some ideas, some um, little things we made to make that course run a little smoother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, high fidelity sims and such. Right. Now, if you want gear, yeah, Rescue Essentials. Mm-hmm. Um, rescueessentials.com. <clears throat> they have everything you need for rescuing. <laughs> That's right. At <laughs> least the essentials of it. Yeah, just the essentials, anyways. <laughs> right. Uh, Todd, if, uh, if you like country music and you also support us, um, who should you support? <laughs> you should be supporting the uh, Tanner Olsen Band. Yeah, country music out of uh, West Coast Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Check on the the usual uh, areas uh, to download their music, mm-hmm. and I think they got some videos on YouTube. Is that right? Um, and so. hopefully, if things get better in the province and seminar kicks off eventually, we hope to uh, have them here. Absolutely. And then, lastly, you have us. Uh, so we are on Facebook, we are on Instagram and TikTok, and like Scott said, we do have uh, all of our Stop the Bleed training videos up on YouTube, as well as some other cool videos. Um, we've got, uh, some cool, some cool video content coming up. Um, so keep watching for that there. Uh, there's going to be some stuff coming that uh, we can share with you guys on our YouTubes and our other social media. So, uh, keep watching for that there. Uh, give us a like, share, subscribe, comments. Uh, it just helps with the algorithms and gets us in front of more people. Uh, and that allows us to keep doing what we're doing here. So. We appreciate all, all the support that we always get. Um, so keep that up. It helps tremendously. Gentlemen, anything more to add? Nope. Beautiful. Thank you. Have a good night. Good night. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> As always, stay safe. Stay DTFF.